I think the title race this year has been so unpredictable and brilliant because no top three out of the teams that are up there are the finished article, right? I mean, Milan are ahead of schedule. They shouldn't really be where they are. It's amazing that they've got here. They don't have a recognised striker. I think that wasn't. I saw something. Nobody scored more than ten goals in the league for them. Yeah, I think that uh, Giro and um, who was it? Liao. Ibra, I think I remember Ibra scoring a bunch of goals in the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah, but I think that Liao and Giroud are the top scorers now, uh, joint. Yeah, no, Liao scored eleven. But yeah, it, comparing it to, to the other teams who have uh, Napoli, who have Osimhen and Inter, who have Lautaro Martinez and Edin Dzeko, even even uh, Joaquin Correa. Uh, Milan no, so yeah, that. just checking um, that. It's Leao. Leao scored 10. Been... Giroud scored 9. Ibra scored 8. But, like, oh, yeah, okay. that's not without recognized striker and basically not a right winger. Um, and then you have Inter who lost three massive, massive figures in the summer Hakimi, Lukaku, Conte. They're still recovering from that. And then Napoli who are just, well, I mean, they, they've they, they've done a lot of. Napoli things this year. Sorry for lack of a better word. Uh, but the retiro. I mean, yeah, of course. But it, it's weekend. a week late. I, I saw the scoreline. It was six one. I was like, really? You couldn't do it last week. <laughs> the retiro worked. Yeah, fair enough. Look, retiro worked six one. <laughs> um, yep. The power of the retiro. Yeah, you know, you never know what what can. You never know what can happen. Things are stranger. Things have happened, but I think yeah. we're out of it now. Surely the title's heading to Milan. Yeah, either one of the Milan clubs. But I, we we talked about it at work uh, because I I worked during the game that the fact that Milan is three games from winning the title is so obscene. Because yeah, but it's also so obscene because they don't have at all uh, a Scudetto winning. Squad, um, but I guess it's this proves it that um, playing as a team and having good chemistry works better than having a lot of individual quality. And I, when I say that, I don't mean to say that that Inter are are a more uh, not not as a good side because they have a lot of individual quality. I, I I'm just saying that. Milan are where they are because they have such a strong squad, uh, such a good chemistry, and works so well as a team. Yeah, uh, I, I think they benefited secretly from having all those injuries last year and purely just doing whatever he could um, in in trying circumstances in adversity, basically. And that, I think that gave him a lot of help mentally of like just working when. They didn't have everything to their availability to work with. And it, um, I think also the Pioli said it himself, but the the derby win gave them energy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very important win. Um, but I remember uh, Madridistas uh, talking about uh, Zidane's black magic. I think this is even, even bigger, Pioli's big ma- black magic. Yeah, but it's just through, I think, through adversity and through 
just not having all the tools that he had and and he just had to work with his back against the wall for for most of the for most of the duration of his Milan tenure right i think apart by the first season he's had a ton of injuries through that like this Milan team has just gotten through it rather than sort of downing tools and complaining yeah and and when he took over uh, Milan were in bad shape they were in really really yeah, bad shape so I mean, the the work he's done with uh, with Milan has proven a lot of doubters wrong because I remember when Milan took over. I, me myself, I was one of them. I didn't think that he could. Nobody wanted him, right? Nobody yeah, wanted him. I, I I couldn't see what Stefano Pioli could do to turn turn it around for Milan. But I, I'm so glad that he proven me wrong because what a job he's done. He's like an English. Like the, just to put it into context for like people who don't watch Syria normally, he's like the Italian version of like a an Alan Pardew or a, or a Roy Hodgson, right? Yeah, yeah. So like with the clubs that he's been at before, he's he's like the the Italian version of the, of wouldn't you say so? Like something like that. I I, I would. Um... Before his time at Milan, uh, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But before his time at Milan, he he hadn't really shown this um, tactical excellence as as much. And when he took over new sites, it, we used to talk about purely highs that he he came in and he got a massive effect to to begin with. But after a while, it it kind of died out and the team were back where they were before he came. So he he used to like only perform in certain periods, but at Milan he's gotten the the result uh, with a lot of um, what's the word? Uh, continuity. I mean he he was in charge of Inter in twenty sixteen. That's crazy to me. <laughs> Yeah, he um, he is a childhood interista. He was only in charge of twenty-seven games. I would. I mean, it was that period also as well at Inter where they kind of um, went through a lot of managers. I mean, they had Gasperini, they had uh, De Boer, they had uh, Pioli. So there wasn't a lot of um, time to build something at Inter then. But then they got Spalletti, who managed to take them back to Champions League for, I think it was two consecutive seasons. And from there on out, they've had uh, a lot of more trust and given the managers more time. But back then, they didn't really do that. They were going through managers pretty often, yeah. Quick word on Rafa Leao. Um, I think he's building an absolute aura now in the in the league. He's just he's I, I, like I think his and Vinny Junior's glow up this year has sort of been like in, intense and incredible. Like it's two two players that like I think they're good. They were good wingers last year. Who then when you spoke to people about them, you were like, okay, they're gonna blow up at some point. But the way they've blown up this year, like. 
Leal gets the ball now and you know what he's going to do. I think we said this last week. Yeah, um, he's breaking You angles. just can't stop it, though. Like, uh, Yes, as in he's just going to get past you um, and there's nothing you can do about it. If Milan, like the, the place that they are, it is mainly because of how good that left is. Yeah, he he's a big, big part of it. Um, I think, especially now, the last few months, he's been like the most important player because, I mean, before that, Brahim, he was he was good until December, pretty much, and and Messias could do. I, I, an okay performance and contribute a bit and Giroud he's pretty much been a constant uh, help for the, for the strikers and a threat going forward but Liao has really made a difference and uh, without him as you said I don't think that Milan would be where they are No, he's. Uh, I think he's probably the league's best winger now. What would you say? Um, there's been a lot of talk about about bigger clubs. I think um, Manchester City has been one of them. Um, rumors to be interested in Liao when it, the fees are speculated to be around seventy to eighty million euros. What would you? Say Milan should do it. No, it's too early. Keep him. The thing, though, is that he has an expiring contract next summer. Um, um, try and well, try and update his contract then. Like, yeah, Milan are doing that. You have with a lot of players. There, there's been a lot of talk that he he wants to stay at Milan, but um, recently there there have been reports that he. I would say it's with within rights that he would, but he's been uh, wanting more money than he was previously offered and kind of seemed uh, content with. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not liking the sound of it after... After Chalanoglu and Hank <laughs> It's another, and... another, another player saga? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Another saga for Milan to deal with. Um, I mean, he's well worth it. He's well deserving of a pair rise. Come on. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, you, you wouldn't be where you are without him. Uh, with Kessie probably off the books, like surely you have some financial leverage to give him some more money. I think him and Teo are crucial to the Milan project in the next few years. Theo's or I think he's already been tied down, right? Yeah, so yeah. Next. he signed a new contract in, a few months ago. I think to twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. I mean, keep keep him the best you can. I would say. Moving on to um, another player or talks, possibly about leaving or is wanting to move, Milinkovic Savic at Lazio. Yes. Uh, so Daniele Longo working for, for Calcio Mercato um, a very good journalist um, reliable he reported today is he a friend? is he a friend Max? you got, his, you got him on WhatsApp? Uh, I don't I, I just like his work 
Okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah. What about my work? Do you like my work? I think your work is fine. I'm I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Just fine. Anyway, go on. And I was joking as well. And anyways, uh, he reported today that uh, that the decision has been taken uh, taken at Lazio uh, that they will sell uh, Milinkovic Savic after this season because they they can't turn down the money anymore. And he said that they won't go, they won't accept offers below eighty million euros. But I mean, it, in this market, Sergei Milinkovic Savic is worth that money. I mean, he's a machine um so that that's a, that's a big news coming out of italy today um, uh, tuesday if you're watching this later this week yeah i would love to see him at my club man united we we could do with a milinkovic savage um but i think for years he he's just looked like he's special as a player and he should probably like Lazio, over the last few years, I think under Simone Inzaghi probably reached their ceiling, right? And now they're going through another transition with Sarri. Um, it, it's I've, I'm surprised that they've managed to keep him for so long. No offense to Lazio. Yeah, I, I think that it's been mainly because of their owner Claudio Latito. He's a very stubborn man when it comes to money, and he hasn't gotten the offer he he's wanted. But I think he's realized now that uh, he can't turn down the money anymore because I mean so much money and and the Lazio aren't right now where they want to be with their project so pretty much he he won't be that difference maker in, in Champions League for them or or anything like that they they could as well sign another midfielder who would do a great job uh, at, at midfield but still go uh, with profit from Milinkovic Savic yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Like commonly, players that are from Syria don't tend to leave Syria. If you know what I mean. I I think that uh, I mean it will depend a lot on what uh, Eric Ten Hag wants. But uh, Man United has been the club that's throughout the years been rumored the been most. Been touted a lot. Yeah. Right? yeah, I mean, but we're we're rumored with everybody. That's just the way things are. <laughs> I've just learned much. to not, not pay attention to it and just cry when when things aren't aren't going the right way. I mean, we 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 probably shouldn't rule out uh, a move to Juve because Juve always tend to sign the best yes. players. I mean, Juve are in need of a midfielder. Yeah. Uh, how likely is it? Do you think that Paul Pogba would go there with a return? I. The reports have said. Look, I mean, he's not going to be with us. He's not going to be with United in the summer. Yeah. Uh, where is he? Go- I mean, where is he going to go? The reports are saying that uh, Real Madrid aren't interested anymore, but that Paris Saint Germain and uh, Juventus are the two likely options. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think would like to see him back for for you. I, I would as well, but something is saying to me that it will be Paris because. He's from there. Yeah. He, they can offer him a, a lot more money in the last few years of his career than Juve can. And um, I don't know. He's He would be close to family and everything like that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he signs for uh, for PSG. 
Yeah. Yeah. Interesting Makata to keep the eyes on as well as sort of the conclusion of the season for the bottom and the top of uh, Serie A and everything in between. Thanks very much for listening this week, um, whether it's Apple, Anchor, or um, what's the other one? Spotify, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks ever so much, Maxi, for joining me again this week. Um, check out all the new articles on breakingthelines.com and we will see you uh, again next week. Hopefully we can, I, th- I think today's show has been sort of more news and then the, the keys at the bottom and the, and the top, we can maybe get into sort of all round as a range of teams next next week. Yeah, and also go go follow Darnish on Twitter so you can read his uh, work, which is, I mean, just fine. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm Thanks for that, Maxi. Uh, follow Maxi too. <laughs> follow Maxi too if you want somebody live tweeting about his terrible move. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will I will give you guys updates. Yeah. Every just every two minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's stupid. Why every two minutes? Anyway, but thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thank you.